and I'm David, and today is Friday, so we're going to be looking at the slightly less technical themes of Isle of Sky by looking at some of the games that have inspired it and a little bit about where it sits within the hobby. So the big one that I think we touched on a little bit and that anybody listening to us talk about, like, roads and tiles and castles we'll think of is Carcassonne, which was released uh-huh. in 2000 and is really like one of the, with Catan, Settlers of Catan and Stick Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne is like really one of the like big board games of the early 2000s that Absolutely. kind of like brought back the hobby from like Monopoly in your parents' basement on the shag carpet to something that thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people worldwide do on a regular basis. Oh my goodness, it's so true. And I mean, Carcassonne is still played today. Mm-hmm. I have got no idea how many expansions and variations oh on the God, game exist for so it. so many. But they're still releasing like, them. Star Wars Carcassonne came out last year, but like just expansions on the, on the base Carcassonne, mm-hmm. there are like maybe like seven or eight like regular sized boxes. And then there's maybe like seven or eight of the tiny little boxes. Carcassonne came out with these expansions that are packed in these like cardboard cubes yeah. the size of a clementine that they're contain- tiny they're tiny they've got like four tiles and like a wacky meeple and a tiny folded up set of instructions and that's it so there's Carcassonne is giant yeah and it's actually amazing how much those small expansions can change the mm-hmm. game up well see that's that's the good thing about Carcassonne it's not an incredibly complex game to begin with no, so there's a sure. lot of room to change it up you know like one element at a time oh absolutely well i know one of the expansions for example simply changed up the scoring mechanics so that you had a little pig and if you put that pig into your farming area that farming area was worth one additional point per town at the end of every game mm-hmm. and it's such a small thing but it really puts an increased importance on farming mm-hmm. and we're talking about this uh, but it's possible that people listening haven't played carcassonne it's certainly something i would think Uh, most of the gamers listening will have heard heard of and played. Uh, But for those who don't know it, the reason we're talking about that when we're relating it to Isle of Sky is because it has a similar premise of laying down tiles that have terrain features on them. In the French Um, countryside. In the French countryside. You are creating the countryside around the town of Carcassonne. uh, And in one particular expansion, you may even start with Carcassonne itself on the table. Mm -hmm. Which Um, is a real place. Which is a real place. Just like Isle of Sky is an actual place in in real life. And just like Isle of Sky, the map that you create will look absolutely nothing like what the real place itself looks like. But the idea with Carcassonne is that you're laying these tiles out, but you only... Well, it depends how you play, but in the traditional rules, you only draw a single tile each turn. I think it's more interesting to play where you draw three and pick Mm. one. But you, this game doesn't have the auction mechanic we've been talking about in Isle of Sky, but it does have the building concept. But you're all building one big map. You're not building your own space like you are in You're contributing the tile that you randomly draw at the beginning of your turn to the whole map that everybody is playing with. Mm -hmm. And each tile, like Isle of Sky, will have possibly multiple elements on it. Like there's castles, roads, fields, and churches. And you place your tile, and then you have a little supply of meeples, and you get to deploy a meeple somewhere on that tile you just played to possibly score points. So like every completed road with one of your meeples on it is worth one point per tile. Yeah, and it's 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 a very different mechanic to Isle mm-hmm. of Sky in the sense that the scoring is very visible. You can see what everybody is going for and it's difficult to change your path. That's one of the biggest things that Isle of Sky does that excites me so much more than Carcassonne is it makes it possible for you to shift your direction if 
something isn't working. Because mm-hmm. in Carcassonne, because you're playing on one big map, you know, I see that you're trying to complete this city and it's going to be worth 20 points to you. It's gigantic. It's got barrels and shields and all the funny tokens the expansions <laughs> put in all over it. And then I put that one tile right next to the end of your city that is basically going to make it impossible for you to complete. Jerk to your friends. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. This is a cool mechanic, and I, I like being a jerk to your friends. But it is possible to completely ruin someone's game in Carcassonne very easily. With one tile. With one tile. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Carcassonne is you have limited number of meeples, seven, in fact, mm-hmm. to place onto this board. And if somebody does that to you, you don't get your meeple back. Because until you finish something, it's locked on the board. And that really messes your game up, because suddenly you have less resources to play the game with. It's It's like having less money in Isle of Sky, except Isle of Sky, if you have less money, it gives you a little more to help you out. Mm-hmm. It's completely not that in Carcassonne. It will wreck your day if you have a bad one. Um, the other thing that is uh, sort of obviously different with Carcassonne is that you're uh, not designing to different scoring mechanics. You're designing based around how can I best make this city profitable to me yeah. versus do I simply mm-hmm. need to close it off and get my dude back so I can take this thing over here that I want. Um, so it's not... You're not thinking the same way as Isle of Sky. No. And I think that Isle of Sky is Carcassonne for people who want less direct player interaction on the map, more player interaction in how you prepare. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like a negotiation in some ways, isn't it? Bit, I'm going to yeah. set my prices really high so that you can have that tile if you want it, but I'm going to be rolling in cash afterwards. So we, we touched a little bit on the zillions of expansions that exist for Carcassonne and how they make it a very different game. Uh, there currently aren't any expansions for Isle of Sky. Uh, there may be one day, but while you're waiting for Isle of Sky to publish some expansions, there are a few other board games besides Carcassonne that do a similar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, tile placement, stuff like that. Um, the first one that came to my mind when I was poking at Isle of Sky and talking to you about it was The Little Prince, which right. was published in 2013, which is another sort of tile placement obviously you're playing as um the little prince or like somebody in the little princess system and you're building a planet basically you Mm -hmm. have you are going to be getting you know 16 tiles to complete this planet you're going to be getting four of each you know like four corners four sides four middle ones four other sides whatever and you're gonna be building this planet and then scoring Mm -hmm. independently because that's how the game works um and they also do a very interesting thing with the um, tile distribution, which is what made me think of Isle of Sky first. It's not an auction mechanic. You are sometimes in control of the way that tiles are going to be distributed to different players. Mm -hmm. And also of these tiles are the scoring tiles. Like, those are part of the things that you can pick and choose and distribute. So you get to choose what you score points for. So it's not quite like Isle of Sky where there is a different thing that you're scoring for every game and then even every turn, but it's every now and again they'll pop up and you get to choose which ones you get. So you can kind of take a look at something that you already have and be like, well, I've already got, you know, like six foxes, so I might as well take this tile that allows me to score for foxes. Right. Or, you know, the opposite. You can say like, oh yeah, you know, like David's got like 12 lampposts and like I don't want David to score for those lampposts so I'm going to take the guy that scores for lampposts interesting so So there's there's a jerk to your friends thing going Mm -hmm. on there but it's almost weirdly um, communal and uh, not quite democratic but 
it's everybody's sort of getting a different opportunity to mess someone up. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. In a it game. is cool. I like it a lot. I think it's a great little game. Well, the one that came to my... I haven't played Little... Oh, and we should also clarify, that's the Little Prince Make Me a Planet. Oh, yes. Uh, there's I also forgot Little there was Prince another Rising one. to the Stars, I think it's called, which came mm. out, I believe, in 2015. No, Make Me a Planet. Um, You're making, making yeah. a planet. I haven't played either of them, actually. But one I have played, which is also very similar, I think, to uh, Isle of Sky, is Cacao. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this came out in 2015 uh, and is a game that is sort of similar, in the, again, in the sense of you're laying down tiles and all that sort of thing. But in this case, you're not constructing it based on the terrain because the terrain is all the same. You're just exploring this jungle. But what you're actually deciding on and placing onto the board are tiles that have little meeple drawings on them. Mm. And they each have... I want to say every tile in the game has four meeples, but how they are arranged on the four sides yeah, is different. That's correct. So you might have a tile that has one meeple on all four sides, or you might have a tile that has one meeple on one side, three meeples on another side, and is blank on the other two. And you're just placing that down. But what that means is that you get to take whatever action is in the jungle on that side of the tile the number of times that equates to the number of meeples, which is a complicated way of saying <laughs> if I have one a jungle tile next to where I put mine that says one coin and I put a side that has three meeples on it next to it, I get three coins because mm. I get to do the one coin action three times over. Um, so you're only ever choosing to place down a meeple tile and then the jungle populates to fill in the gaps. So you're, there's, a, there's like a, a, a two visible tiles and you just pick one of those and fill in the space. So it's not quite the same method of building as some of the others. But what's interesting with that one is you don't have that choice of resource early on in the sense of you don't know what meeple tiles you're going to be drawing. Yeah. You have a hand of three at any particular mm. time. And that's what you have to choose from. And that interests me because there's that, when do you save up? When do, do you leave that side of that space blank because you want to do it three times? Mm. But then your opponents might do it or you might not draw that tile. So it's sort of got a little bit of that flexibility that Isle of Sky has, but goes a different way about it. And it does have the um, the communal space element of Carcassonne. Yes. Right? And it does have that thing where you can mess people up or begrudgingly give them points because you're forced to interact in the same space with them. Absolutely. And it's it's got its own sort of unique mechanics. Like there's a thing you can do later on in the game where you can spend tokens you've accrued earlier to place one of your tiles on top of one of your existing tiles. Mm-hmm. So you get to take all the actions surrounding that again. It does... It, a lot of the, the fundamentals of communal space are the same. So those are a few games that are along the same lines as Isle of Sky. And also, if you've played one of those, then maybe Isle of Sky is something you should look into as well. Or if you played them and didn't like them, then maybe don't play Isle of Sky. And (laughs) that's okay! Or maybe Isle of Sky has just enough differences in it that it might actually intrigue you more. Um, Certainly, I played Carcassonne out, I think, at this point. It was a game... It was actually one of the first games I played in the contemporary board gaming canon. Mm. uh, Back in about 2004, I suppose. But um, I scrapped Carcassonne from my collection. Whereas Isle of Sky I have just recently added. I certainly wouldn't have bought Carcassonne Mm. back in again. So I think it's doing something for me that Carcassonne didn't. So there's some food for thought for you. But if you think you like the sound of it, then, uh, then maybe go and check it out. Or come into the cafe and play one of the copies we have. And that's it for the Snakes cast on the game Isle of Sky. If you're an old listener who's hearing this series for the first time and haven't heard our previous couple of uh, weeks' worth of episodes, we hope that you're enjoying the new format, and we look forward to seeing what you think of it in the episodes to come. You can get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com to let us know what you think. Uh, If there's other stuff you want to talk about, or if you just want to say hi, uh, get in touch. Absolutely. Uh, The Snakes cast is produced by Dax Audio, and music is provided by Ben Sound. Tune in next week when we talk about zombies and board games. Oh, yes. 
The opinions expressed on the Snakes cast are those of the presenters and guests. And nobody else's. See you next week.